Stay tuned after this episode to listen to me on the Princess Pod. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fort Max CrossFit. Fort Max CrossFit has given me great opportunity up in this space to, as I say every week, to help me with grow this podcast and to be a more professional look. So if you're interested in anything they have to offer, check out fortmagscrossfit.com. My guest today uh, ushers in a new segment, a question segment at the end. It's a YouTube-only segment. So if you're interested in that, listen all the way to the end to hear the question and then go over to YouTube and subscribe and you can uh, see the answer. But uh, he's a staple on this podcast, always willing to step in when I need somebody. Um, and I couldn't think of a, a better person to kick off the new camera views and the new seg- the YouTube only segment with, than with this guy. So uh, I'm excited for you guys to, to listen to him and I have a great conversation. All right. I'm Scott Buecher and this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. I felt like you played it really slow and smooth on purpose. It was nice. I Thanks. liked it. I liked it. Some my first rodeo. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Scott, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on the podcast today. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I did like your text when you like couldn't find anybody else, huh? Yeah, that's. Uh, I know my role, right? I know I know my role. Old reliable. No, right but through. I told you specifically because I have a new camera set up, so yeah. I wanted you to come on. I got wow. a new segment, a YouTube-only segment we'll do at the end. I'm a little nervous for it. No, it's good. Okay, good. Uh, all right. We're all good. It, it's simple. It's probably, I mean, that part of the thing, the video will probably only be like five minutes. Gotcha. To, I guess okay. depending on how, how deep we want to get. Okay, sounds good. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for coming on here. Yeah. This is good. Uh, My pleasure. I uh, There was a couple of things I want to talk to you about. Obviously, uh, your Green Bay Packer hat reminded me about talking about Brett Favre. And, or okay. not Brett Favre, but it's the other that's one. weird because it's exactly the same, same however scenario. he's going. Right? Same, same scenario. Just uh, happened a little sooner in the season. So, yeah. Or in the yeah. off season. How do, you feel? how do you feel about all that or how it went down? Uh, or? You know, yeah. Gee whiz. I don't know. I'm kind of, uh, I'd say, neutral on it. I okay. like Rodgers. You know, I, I don't disagree with a lot of the, the things that he had you know, had had issues with over mm-hmm. the years, and you know, I also have a lot of trust in the organization with Gutenkester GM, and I do think he just gets a, a point in time in different scenarios, and the situation played out where it probably was the best for both parties just to move on, and yeah. so yeah, Jordan Love starts now. How do you feel about that, Jordan yeah. Love specifically? Can, can you imagine the pressure that that <laughs> that kid feels? I mean, not only is he replacing. A four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, first battle Hall of Famer, but the quarterback before him was a three-time MVP, Super Bowl yeah. champion, first battle Hall of Famer. So the Packers have had thirty years consecutive of Hall of Fame quarterback play, which has never been done before. And now Jordan Love is tasked to not only re- uh, replace one legend but replace two. So yeah. he, I think he's got the. I I don't know much about him, but you you got to think that's kind of like nagging it on him a little bit. But you know, I think. Packers probably obviously feel good about him. Yeah, so. I would I would imagine uh, that is plays a little bit into into your style or yeah. your, your play in general. And you would hope somebody's like, hey, uh, the coach speak is like, you just just play, just be you. But uh, you can't. I just told him to be you, but he's got to replace fucking thirty years of quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I know, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, right? I mean, how like this has never happened before? Yeah. I mean, it really yeah. hasn't in the history of the league. So, I mean, you, you kind of see what they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to build, you know, a defense that's pretty aggressive and mm-hmm. gets after the quarterback and kind of like the mold of San Francisco a little bit. And, and then um, they just 
go get us 21 points, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll take care of it from there. So it's, who knows if that happens or not, yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll find out. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, that just triggered your hat triggered yeah, me, absolutely. but I do want to do my standard question. Yep. Uh, what, what's something you've been nerding out about lately? Yeah. Your eyes got real big, like, oh man, no, because, I forgot about this because I did. No, I didn't forget about this. So I'm always embarrassed to come on this okay, because okay. I don't. I don't really have. Uh, I, like I talk to people at work about this. I don't have hobbies that aren't necessarily related to my job at all. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I listen and read to a lot of different things, but. You know, a lot of that is is you know self improvement that yeah. you could you could relate into. Um, into my job and into my career and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I was thinking about what am I nerding out about a lot uh, lately um, that we haven't talked about. Obviously, I think last time I was in here, we talked about my my uh, newly found obsession with Disney yeah. going there in November. Yeah. Um, I would say one thing that I'm kind of nerding out about is just different music scenes right now. Yeah. In terms of like groups I've been listening to. Okay. Um, you know, you know, Lindsay's a big music buff, so she so she got us like a family like Spotify, yeah. you know, subscription, so there's no ads or anything like that. And um, you know, Brandon Decker, who's the assistant principal at the junior high with me, um it, it, you know, he's a big music guy too. So him and I kinda of talk back and forth. So over the year, um, you know, we've kind of shot each other back and forth names of different people and and what I like about the Spotify is, you know, based on my listening habits, it introduces new artists. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. I've never heard of this guy before. So I started listening to him and then started liking some of their songs and kind of builds his playlist. And then I started like, into the rabbit hole of, you know, who these musicians are mm-hmm. and their backgrounds and their stories and, and things like that. And, uh, they're, they're pretty cool. And, you know, there's one band actually that, you know, the, the two bands that I've listened to a lot, you know, this, this school year, um, probably and ironically they both have connections to ohio um you know my wife and i are big fans of the lumineers yeah yeah so whenever lumineers are in detroit we always go see them and so we saw them in august and the band that was warming up for them were the i don't even know what they call it, like the warm-up band is that is what they're called the opening act opening act maybe yeah, yeah. uh what's this band called camp c-a-a-m-p and so we caught the tail end of theirs before we went in and it's it kind of good we didn't hear a whole lot about them mm-hmm. And like a few weeks later at school, one of our counselors comes up to me and goes, because I always have music playing in, in the background of my office. And he says, I bet you like the band Camp, don't you? And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Um, I just know a little bit about them. Yeah. They opened for Lumineers. I saw the last couple of songs of their set. And he goes, you know they're from Athens, right? Oh, like, really? oh, that's why he said it. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. And he goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure they went to OU. And so then you get into the rabbit hole and you find out actually these guys are from Columbus and um, they met their bass player in Athens and they played a bunch of the local bars okay. uh, down in Athens where I went to school. And then now they're you know, relatively you know pretty big and pretty yeah. popular. They're on their own tour and things like that. So I've been listening to a lot of them. And, and then so in the playlist that starts to like degenerate automatically on itself, mm. all these different other bands kind of pop up. And, and so I'm like, well... Lindsay and I go to a lot of music concerts, you know, particularly in the summer month, but we usually go like to different like um, artists or, or bands that she likes. Mm-hmm. She's in, in more time. It's like country type of stuff. And yeah, you know, I like country, but I'm not a huge country fan. And, and uh, we are going to Kid Rock this summer though. So that'd be fun. Kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Wait a minute. How, how did that happen? It's a bunch of, you know, Kid Rock's from Detroit, right? Okay, so yeah. my wife's from Detroit and so all my wife's friends are from Detroit and he, he's playing Ford Field and, they're all going, and they texted Lindsay and said, "Hey, we're going to get a suite at Ford Field." 
And she's like, no. And then that's what they decided to do. So we end up getting <laughs> getting in on that. So we are going to go see Kid Rock this summer at Ford Field. Well, that'd be a good one. You know um, what? It, like, okay, I whatever. Kid Rock's garbage yeah. to me. I, I don't like it, Kid Rock <laughs> or his music. Uh, we got tickets a while ago. But I can, okay, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. Um, but I can also see, I remember I went to a, Na- I, I don't like NASCAR. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I just yeah. was never in it. My, I had tickets to a truck race that my mom got. And I was like, here, um, it's like really nice passes. You can go check it out. You and Adrian go. And I'm like, all right, we're not really doing anything. This is before yeah. we had kids. We went there. And it was a, we got to park closer than the handicap parking with these oh, passes. Yeah. yeah. And went all the way up to the top. We were in this, like the big sweet area. There's free food and drinks, uh, uh, non-alcoholic drinks. And we don't, we didn't even have to go out and, and yeah. sit amongst the normal people. Yeah. Like we could just be the in normals, this area. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we could just yeah. be in this area. And I was like, man, this is how I want to watch these races all the time. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause yeah. I think I was watching like basketball or something. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. So, so yeah, I guess, yeah, if I were to see him, that maybe. Yeah. So we're already doing that. But, but anyways. <laughs> So like, you know, so that's not really the music I listen to now, but yeah. it, so the music generates and, and the other story is there's this band of, you know, that pops up a lot and I play and I like their songs and something. So like I was going, it's like, we go to the CLA's concerts in the summertime, but usually like Lindsay's, you know, bands that she likes. And so I'm like, well, I want to go to a concert to a group that I've been listening to that yeah. I want to see. So, you know, look up camps, tour dates, and they are playing in Detroit in September, but it's like a Tuesday night. And I'm yeah. like, oh, gee whiz, right? And so, um, you know, and a couple of the people, this is probably why they're not like, this is probably because they're not very popular. They pick week, weekday nights yeah. so like in Detroit. Yeah. So this other band that's popping up a lot, I'm like, well, I like them. Let's kind of look at their tour schedule. So it's like Oregon, Utah, you know, Jackson Hole, then Waterville, Ohio. I'm like, what? <laughs> Waterville, Ohio? There's no way that's the same. Yeah. Like Waterville, like down, right, right down the road from us. And so I start like, like researching this band and they're from Waterville. Oh. And so every year they come back and the band's called Oliver Hazard. Yeah. And yeah, I've never heard of them before okay. until I started listening to them. And then they have Oliver Hazard day in Waterville and they have their own little music festival. So I'm like, this is sweet. Oh, nice. So I'm like, I'm going to go to this. Yeah. Happens to be the weekend in August where we're at Mackinac Island. So I can't go. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Right. So oh. yeah. So that type of thing. So just <laughs> there's, but do, when do you, when do you play or listen to music typically? Uh, I have it going all day in my office. Mm. Um, you know, so I get in in the morning, you know, uh, pretty early, um, you know, anywhere up probably around five forty-five or so. And then I get going, it just kind of, you know, sets a good little tone, I think mood energy. And, and then throughout the day, it's just playing just mm-hmm. repeatedly. And I'm not really in my office a whole lot during the day. Um, so it kind of goes in and out, but, um, that's, that's basically, I don't really listen to it a whole lot. Okay outside of that yeah you know to be honest with you okay right. yeah yeah i don't i don't really ever listen to music i know my, my kids will put music on or we got like an alexa in our in our kitchen so they'll scream at alexa to play whatever you know but yeah i don't i don't listen to it's all podcasts but yeah that's it all the time i think there's a lot of like power in music i did um i i did a you know the day that so we have like a, a staff work day mm-hmm. in december like after you know all the kids are done and, um, you know, I got all the staff together and I wanted to have some type of like holiday message to them about, um, you know, take these, you know, 10, 11 days, whatever it was. And, um, just kind of be present with your family and be present mm-hmm. with uh, the people that you love in your life. And, um, so I put together this little presentation about how, um, actually Decker, um, probably in, you know, mid October, early October, said, Hey, I'm doing this challenge with my brothers 
and and my sister um, that we've got to put together our top 10 song lists of all time. And then we're going to reveal them on Thanksgiving when we all do that. So like, so he goes, you're in on this, right? I'm like, I'm in. So like when you go through like your top 10 song lists of all time, I'm like, well, what's the parameters? They're like, what you think is like the most like classically written or the best lyrics, or he goes, no, just your top 10. I would imagine it's just personal it, to you, right? It, yeah. It just doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So like, like anybody's mind, like we first go to like, always different like like let it be for the beatles i think is the most beautifully written song that i've ever heard but i didn't really have any emotional connection to it yeah. so like all the way through this whole process of it and then and then decker and i kind of revealed ours um you know after the thanksgiving holiday and i was like this is a really good and and mine kind of morphed each song had some sentimental value to me to to people i love in my life sure and then so for that last day before the holidays i did like a quick man ten minute you know, presentation with the staff talking about the power of music and the power of songs, but really the mo- the message was supposed to be, um, you know, be present with those that you love this holiday season. Don't, you know, you know, don't have this, um, you know, feeling of regret that, you know, you, you missed opportunities with different people. And, and so then I revealed my top 10 and we, we played a portion of the song and then it had pictures mm. to support. Man, this is legit. That, yeah. Pictures to kind of like support that. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was interesting because and then, and then the the closing part was I challenge, you know, everybody here on staff to to think of your top ten over these next two weeks. Yeah. And what are the memories that come and, and what are the emotions that come to that and and hopefully that kind of recenters you as we, we head into the second semester type of thing. So yeah. It was cool and, and um so more so this year than anything, I think the music piece of it has has played a little bit more in in the role in my life for yeah. whatever reason it is. So hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just I know for a lot of people, it's you know, well, you play your top ten for to think of your family members, or sometimes it's just like I just want noise in the background, yeah. or you know, I, 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 it was just a few episodes ago when I talked about like I could listen to I love Vince Guillardi Trio, and I could listen to the Charlie Brown Christmas album in the middle of July. That's like, Lindsay's favorite. Oh my gosh, oh, I love listening. It. To it. Yeah, yep. I, I'll just put it on if it's yep. usually. Sunday mornings, you know, before I was doing a podcast on Sundays, you know, I'd pop it on Sunday mornings while I was making breakfast or cleaning the kitchen yeah. or whatever, you know. But yeah, it's, I never have new music. And when it is new, now it's all rap music because I like, I like the way beats sound. Mm-hmm. Like I just like it. I just like it. And that's all I ever hear out of the football locker room in no, the weight course, room, yeah. right? But, but, but some of them, some of them sound bad. Some of them, the rap, I don't like the, how the rapper sound, but I just, I do like the way beats sound. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I like, you know, going back to Vince Guillardier, not because compare them and rap, but it's it's just music and mm-hmm. not necessarily like words because mm-hmm. they don't have words in that, you know. Yeah, and sometimes listen to rap music, you don't understand the words anyway. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. so you, you can't listen. repeat them or, yeah. or whatever it might be. So <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, but I think I think music is important and it has everyone a role in somebody's and everyone's life a little bit in some yeah. ways, right? So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, it's, uh, that's kind of what I'm, yeah, just kind of like discovering new different people and yeah. You know, trying to find a concert I can actually go to, um, but yeah, that type of thing. So, <laughs> man, how excited were you? Like, oh yeah, Alva Hazard did this is awesome. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then it was <laughs> the weekend we're going to Mackinac for Lindsay's dad and stepmom's wedding. Yeah, you know, vow renewal or and it's not like it's one of the things like, that. hey, I'm gonna have to miss this. Yeah, no, it's it's not <laughs> happening. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, so it's not gonna not gonna fly. Uh, I had Jackie Durr on, and she yep. she told me the origins of Yippee Skippy Friday. I listened to it; it's uh, uh, very uh, very close to being accurate. Yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about it. Yep. First of all, uh, I, I think it's I 
I can't. I mean, I know you as you, and I yep. can't imagine you like starting off a, a Friday morning, Friday. like, "Hey, yippee, sk- <laughs> yeah, yippee well, skippy!" Yeah, this, this this is generally how it goes. I say, "Good morning." It's today is you know May Friday or you know Friday May fifth, and yippee skippy, <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> you know that type of thing. So. I've been told I have, I have a good voice for the PA system. Is yeah. what some people have mentioned. So, well, I, th- I think it's because you never you're not, you're probably never up too high or too too low. Maybe it's I'm not just really right sure. in the middle. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that's it. I'm not really sure. It's like so. NPR. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> NPR voice. Yeah. <laughs> so she said she said you got it. You remember it from uh, a principal at, at, when you were younger, right? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't exact, exactly a principal. It was uh, so I went to Fort Meigs Elementary. Okay. Um, you know it's. Uh, and in the cafeteria, we'd always have uh, lunch, obviously. And then we'd go out to recess. And every Friday before we would go out to recess, the cafeteria monitors would get all the kids at one time at the at the top of our lungs, scream out, yippee, skippy, it's Friday. <laughs> so it's whenever, I mean, for you, it's, I don't remember if that was a one-year thing at Fort Maxwell or every year. I can't remember, but yeah. I, for whatever reason, I've always associated Friday with Yippee Skippy. Yeah. And um, what 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 this what like change where you're like I'm going to start doing that or I'm going to do that this year? Uh, gonna, well, this is the, this it. is the first year I've I predominantly done the announcements. Okay. You know, so um, you know the previous principal would always you know typically had done those in the past, and um, yeah. I, I think that first Friday, I was like, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to try to loosen the mood, really, to be honest, yeah. you know, and, and I think there's some value with the understanding of, hey, let's have fun in, in school. Mm-hmm. Let's not always kind of, um, you know, stick to the script and and, and be rigid and, and all these different things. And, and particularly on Friday, let's not forget to have fun with the kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And um you know, so I think it just kind of spurned from that and yeah, just, hey, don't forget, let's have fun today, yeah. you know, type of thing. So, and then I just, you know, had a lot of feedback on it, obviously, as you can imagine. I think a lot of people were surprised <laughs> that it came out of my mouth. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. We had a teacher, uh, Tracy uh, Morgan. She was teaching probability in her seventh grade math class. And um, the terminology they were using were, um, a certainty, a light, likely, unlikely, um, or never, I, I think was that last one. And the odds of something happening. So yeah. it's it, the kids would have to be like, all right, what's the likelihood of uh, you having dinner tonight? And kids would say, you know, certain. Well, are you certainly going to have dinners? Is there a chance that you might not have dinner tonight? Oh, I guess, but it's likely. Okay. <laughs> so she asked, all right, what are some more other things that are a, a certainty that you know 100% is going to happen? A kid raises his hand and says, on Friday, Mr. Buecher is going to say, yippee, skippy. <laughs> so I gave that class a shout out when I did it nice. that week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, have you been, uh, did you start the year that with, like doing that? I believe like so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I believe okay. I did. Yeah, I believe there's right. actually a banner now. I think Jackie. She told me about that. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, out there, they put out on Fridays. So that's yeah. so funny because again, like it is uh, not that you don't know how to have fun, but like when she said it to me, like it's like okay, because because you are. Uh, when I talk to you outside of work, I mean we've known each other for a while, yeah. so we we just talk how we talk. But then like, if I were to see you like in your personal in your uh, job role. I'd be like, okay, he's like more serious because he has to be. He's the principal. He's in charge, you know. Because I feel that way a little bit too at work with the Metro Parks. Like I, 
you know, I can't just be jokey all the time. And there's mm-hmm. times for it. And I think that's where, like, in my head, uh, I have to understand, like, yeah, he can still, like, there's still time for that because I find time yeah, for it, I th- right? I, th- I, think that's a, I think that's important. Yeah. Um, you know, I've often said, you know, I'm in the cafeteria a lot during during all the lunches with all the kids. And to, to me, that's really important um, because that's a great opportunity where I can go around to different tables and different kids. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of see that other side of me. I can I can talk to them. I can kind of joke around with them yeah. a little bit, and um, you know, build rapport with them, build some trust, build relationships more than things. So it's it's a relationship industry um, for sure, and and we just want to have positive experiences. So um, it isn't you know it's it's you know it's who I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not you know faking anything by any means, but it's, a robot. Uh, yeah, I'm not a robot. <laughs> That's not happening. It's it's um, you know we had some. Yeah, you just gotta you know get some laughs with it. Yeah. You know, this this past week actually, what was ironic was actually um, you know my um, you know in a symbol of irony, my mailbox was torn down by a school bus, backed into it, <laughs> and um, a couple of kids on the bus were like, "You do realize whose house that is, right?" To so the bus driver, <laughs> and so and then so we had some fun with that. You know, and I knew the the bus driver, and she's a fantastic person, does a lot of good, and is is an accident, but has some fun with that. So just like lighthearted, yeah, yeah, you know, good stuff, and yeah, just who we are. I would imagine that's one of the main things you missed when you came became administration is just seeing the kids every day on a more personal level because you're seeing the same kids day after day after day. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you know, when I when 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 Brandon came on board with us, I told him, you know, you need to make sure you build those into your day, mm-hmm. you know, for the good stuff and be involved in different things. And you know, the coaching piece was huge. Um, you know, when you're teaching and coaching, have that separation and and being able to do that, and and there isn't necessarily the same opportunities to coach in the, in the roles now, but yeah, you still need to have that student relationship piece of it somehow you know if you're involved in different organizations or you're in the cafeteria or you're popping into classrooms or you're just going to the games you need to have that piece of it and you have to and you have to be what i told him was you have to kind of create it if, oh, okay. if you don't create it then it's going to be very easy to get um you know sidetracked with all the other you know responsibilities of the job so you have to be intentional and you have to go ahead and create those opportunities for you yeah so that's important yeah it's work right you gotta it's you, yeah you gotta Work at making those relationships you strong you and, and work at building that rapport. Otherwise, you are going to be considered a robot who's yeah, always right. in his office <laughs> yeah, and right. not doing anything. You yeah. know? Or yeah. you're, you're just going to be the voice on the PA. You're like, oh, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there he is. <laughs> Every once in a while you come out, it's like, oh, that's the guy who talks at us? Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah, so it's, that, that's the man behind the, <laughs> the curtain. The, the curtain, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, that, yeah, that's cool, man, because that's, I mean, that's one of – my favorite parts of my job is mm-hmm. just like talking, right? Talking to people, yeah. talking to my staff. You know, it's it's interesting because, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a naturally introverted person, um, you know, but like what I find most rewarding, you know, professionally are the, all the different relationships that you make with whether it's colleagues or students or families or, you know, other administrators across the district or, you know, other administrators in, in different schools, whatever it is. And, you know, with me being a naturally introverted person, yeah, you know, a, a lot of my day, you know, what, what fills my jar up are those interactions. But when I get home, it's like a crash almost. Okay. It's, and it's, and that's something that I continue to need to work on, you know, with, you know, make sure that happens. But, um, it does take a lot out of me, um, mm-hmm. you know, with those different things and, and, 
you know, at home, but that's why it's, we've always kind of stressed, you know, making sure you're present and here and balance as much as you can. And I'm sure Lindsay will say, I need to continue to improve on that, which I'm sure I do. Oh yeah, I do too. Um, yeah. Because it, it, it is, you're yeah. right. You get home and you know, I get, if I get home on time, I haven't been because of, we're trying to open this new park. So I'll, yeah. I'll put in longer hours, but when I get home, the reveals when, coming up, isn't oh, it? Oh, soon, man. Yeah, yeah. June, right? June 9th is June a 9th. ribbon cutting. Yeah. Yeah. So putting putting in longer days and then going to this practice or that practice and then Mateo wants to, hey can you play video games with me or Lily says yeah. hey look at this or whatever and then I gotta you know edit the podcast or or yeah. you know do something with that and you know it's it is hard because you have all these other things that you want to do yeah. or even that you did that that just like all right, I'm tired. Your, your mind's always going yeah. yeah we got in this situation yesterday where we were all in the basement and Lindsay's exercising on the Peloton and I'm playing with the girls and I'm you know and you know, George is kind of walking around. I got watcher and, and Alice likes to play Barbies. I'm like, and I'm up, I'm like, I'm like pacing back and forth yeah. a little bit. So finally he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing's wrong. She was, why are you pacing? I'm like, well, I, I, I guess I'm just thinking about a lot of stuff. I just walk when I think, I'm like, yeah. well, what's wrong? I'm like nothing's wrong. <laughs> it's just, I'm just processing things in my mind about X, Y, and Z yeah. or, or whatever it is. It doesn't mean something's wrong. It's just, I'm processing, you know, almost what it is. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, but that is something like I need to continue to work on is because there's a lot of times where it's like, you know, you, and you know, you just shared it where like Mateo wants to play video games, whatever. So you probably sit down and you're kind of like going through the motions, but you're thinking about this other stuff that you could be doing or should be doing or want to do or whatever that. And then, so you may not necessarily be fully present Mm -hmm. in in, and there. Mm -hmm. And then at least for me, so that happens. And then there's times at work, um, where I might be, you know, I wish, I really wish I could just have like 20 minutes just to play Barbies with Alice. Oh, shoot. I had that this weekend, but I was thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so it's it's funny how it all comes back around like yeah. that. And so that's something that I've I've really tried to 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 prioritize and, and, and put some focus on, obviously unsuccessfully completely, but it's a work and grow and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So it's just, I think that's just part of balancing all these different things in your life it's also not 100 percent misses like when you're there playing barbies and you're not and then you think like oh i wasn't present like your your kids don't know that your kids see you there right they're yeah, you're right? there and, and that's what they want so yeah don't be too hard you can't be too hard on yourself as far as like you know oh, i should have paid attention more yeah. like well at least you were there to begin with that's yeah. a start right you're yeah. there you're playing and then you're gonna beat yourself up because technically you weren't there 100 all the way because you're thinking about doing whatever yeah but it's, they don't know that. It, it, yeah you're right you know I'm, I'm reading this book called it's a good life um it's about this harvard study i don't know if you ever heard about this harvard study that's it's still it's the longest longitudinal study i think in history where these two professors started it uh they're obviously at harvard um back like in the 1900s uh-huh. And they took a population of um, men, of men who were Harvard students, another population of men who were not Harvard students but grew up in in Boston. Yeah. And and then they started. Tra- they wanted to figure out what makes a good life. What are the characteristics? And the study is still going on. What makes this, a good what? What makes a good life? Oh, life. Okay. The okay. study's still going on today. Really. And so obviously, you know, the different leaders of the study have changed. But like, once you're in the study as a participant, you're basically in it now. And then like children are in it, and then grandchildren are in it. So they've all this longitude da- longitudinal data from generations, like second and third and fourth generational participants of yeah. this. And they originally started off with with white men from Harvard and Boston, and now they've expanded it to all diverse needs yeah. and ethnicities and genders. 
and all trying to figure out, okay, and they meet with these people on a regular basis and kind of go through questionnaires and all these different things and like what really makes a good life. And, you know, the, to summarize it, it's all about your relationships that yeah. you have a lot. But there's a whole chapter about like what we just talked about, how, you know, people when they're 75, 80, um, you know, talk about, you know, the their what they at least perceive to be was the inability to balance work and home with moments that we had just talked about. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, I'm like underline, underliner, right? So I'm underlining. So I'm like, that's me right now. That's yes. That, hit, yeah. that defined me right there. And it's just kind of interesting kind of reading all about those th- different components of that book and, yeah. and what that study is coming out with. How do you, uh, how do you, how do you, this is so simple question. How do you find time to read? Do you always have like a set? Like when I read, this is the time I read. I read all the time. Um, mornings. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm an early person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I get up and on, on the weekdays and I'll exercise and, and then I'll typically read before I go to bed. I'll read, you know, weekends. It's a lot of, I still get up like super early on the weekends before anybody else gets up in my house. Yeah. And then, uh, then, I, then I'm reading the different books then too. Um, you know, it's, you know, if, when, I, when I've got, if I need 20 minutes to just, like not think, yeah, or like I need a break. I'll you know I'll I'll just you know get the book out and read it, and so just kind of like it all just kind of strings together a little yeah. bit. But yeah. I do uh, that is something that I've I've done a lot over the years. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so to, uh, that was just a quick question. But to go back to that book, um, are you finished with it? Are you reading it now? I'm still? about eighty five percent with it. I think okay. I'm about like fifty pages left. Is it just about the study? Like for the most part, well, it's it's a t- the, okay. So the two authors are the two Harvard professors that are currently overseeing the study, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, it's, it's basically so it takes um, you know profiles of a lot of, uh, a lot of the different people that have been a part of the study, and it shares like their interviews and what they've learned and their feedback, and it shares like different questions that they ask on the surveys, and then I mean these two guys are also you know, clinical psychologists and therapists and counselors and things like that, so they bring in some of their own research on it as well. Um, you know, so it's all about the different components of what makes somebody feel like they had a good life. Really. Yeah. So, and, and, and it all comes back to like relationship type of piece. Like even like, you know, there's, you know, we just got done reading a section about, you know, people complain about their jobs, like their, my job wasn't a good job or whatever it might be. And the, the point of basically the point of that section of the book was, listen, you could have a, an awful job yeah. that you hate, but if you like the people that you work with all of a sudden, is really extremely healthy for you, and you typically get a lot out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the stats that they threw out there a lot was loneliness is um, has a higher rate of uh, a cause of death than things like cancer and smoking, really? and, and all these different things. And that's scientifically proven. Is is it goes back to your relationships? Yeah. You know, with that, um, and he said it doesn't matter whom or with who or whatever it is. And then it's, it's how to talk about work. Like if you're able to find a, a, an employment where you're able to have strong relationships within the deployment, not only is that healthy for you, but you become happier at work. You become happier at home. So it's not necessarily yeah. about the job. It's about who you're doing the job with mm-hmm. a lot of times. So that's, that, that that's, I think key to know. Yeah. Uh, understand and know in a lot of different levels. Do you find it hard, like, I mean, if you're reading all these books and some of them are, you know, 
Um, you didn't call them self help, but you called them something else. Uh, I can't remember what you said at the beginning of the podcast, but me neither. Like all these things is like help you grow, like yeah. personal growth. I think yep. is what you said, right? Yep. Um, if you do, you find it hard to like because uh, in that book specifically, you're like, oh yeah, this is me. But then like, okay, well, how do you help me, or how do you do this? Like, because I feel like if there's a lot of personal growth books that you're reading, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of information coming at you, and at some point you got to like almost pick something or like yeah no that's like interesting so grow from something so i don't know if this answers your question or not so like when i read um i, I mentioned i'm an underliner and mm-hmm. I, I take notes and, and whatnot so like as i read a book anything that i find like interesting or fascinating i underline it or make a little note about it yeah and then when i'm done with the book what i do is a couple of days later after i'm done i get it back out and then I have a, a notebook that I've – now I've got a few of them. Um, and I go back through all my annotations in that book, anything I underlined. And if I when I read all those different things a second time, if I'm still curious about it or I still resonate with it, I jot that down in this notebook. Huh. And then I have like a book summary or, or, or notes. So what happens is what I found over the years of doing this and all these – you know, three or four different notebooks filled with all these notes from these different books. Yeah. Is there becomes a pretty clear pattern of like values almost okay. of things that, you know, it's, it's become very evident that this is what I believe in and this is what I think works and this is what I, uh, I resonate with and this is what I can do in my life and reinforce these different things. So that's, that's really become evident to me over the years of this is, where my mindset is. Yeah, so you could, you could read like 20 books and when you go through all your notes, you're like, oh, I underlined pretty much the same thing in 15 of these books. Yeah, and you know, you know, just this, said au- this author is saying it this way, this author yeah. is saying it this way, and this author is okay. saying it this way, but the concepts are, are, are typically the same. And then it's, okay. I mean, so it, to like answer your question before, because like, there is a lot of information about it, right? Yeah. So you got to kind of filter through with what, kind of fits your system. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, everybody's got their own, uh, you know, views on it. It's like the example I, I've done, a, I've said a lot, not necessarily with this, but in just so like people have a different views on different things is I remember my, my first year coaching hurdles for track. Um, I went down to the state track conference and I literally sat in back to back sessions about how to train 300 hurdlers. And the first one was a, a gentleman, a coach from Purdue, I believe it was, and he was like, hey, the best way to train your 300 hurdlers is have them do, you know, short sprint workouts, you know, 75s, 150s, 200s, 225s with a really short rest interval in between. That's the best way to train your 300 hurdlers. You know, and he's had Big Ten champs, All-Americans, whatever. The very next <laughs> session I went to was the guy from Ohio State. And he's like, the best way to train your 300 hurdlers are running you know, four hundreds and four fifties and six hundreds with long rest intervals. And he's at all Americans. So it's like, all right, which one's right? Which one's wrong? <laughs> you know, they obviously both work, Yeah, yeah. but it's like, what do you philosophically believe in, you know, based on what's going through, I think at that point in time. So that's, that's like, so like when I share stuff, I'm like, this, this isn't maybe the right answer for you, or it may not be the right answer for me, but this is a, a theory or, yeah thoughts and you got to figure out what works for you <laughs> it, well, yeah at that point as a new hurdler coach you're like all right i'm just trying to get some information here yeah my think, first two guys i talked I, to I, all right i think i just went back to andrea monheim and said <laughs> I, I i'm just like they're just gonna be sprinters with what do they do whatever you guys do they're gonna do <laughs> have you read the book of joe about uh um i don't think so no the angels manager which uh yeah. 
Is it Joe Madden? Joe Madden, yeah. I got I'm about a quarter of the way through. Uh, it's really good. I mean, I like baseball. Yeah. So there's obviously a oh, bunch yeah, of baseball sure. stuff. Um, the part that I read is all through through his early life and mm-hmm. you know becoming a scout and all that stuff. But but I, it, underlining stuff I reminded me because that's what I was doing. When I was reading yeah. this book or highlighting or something. Just uh, but they, that's a good idea to like go back because you know mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Like flip through the book and see all these, and stop every time I see this these yeah. underlines and then. So I'd say the, I think the best sports book I read in terms of like being able to like really pull a lot of good stuff out of was Bill Walsh's A Score Takes Care of Itself. Mm-hmm. Fantastic read. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, you you would love it. It's a it's a good one. Um I read uh Cocaine Cowboys is one you can pull stuff. <laughs> no, maybe is, is that is that uh, all about Leon Lett? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and who's the guard? Uh, Newton. Uh yeah, Mike, it, Mike Irvin got in trouble Nate too. Dude, Mike, oh yeah, Nate yeah. Newton. That's right. Hey uh, yeah, yeah. I watched three Super Bowls. It's all good. They won. <laughs> they won a lot. <laughs> Skip Bayless wrote that, didn't he? Yeah, I think. Uh, and I, then maybe there was somebody else. Too. And then there was a huge. Didn't wasn't there a huge rift between Skip Bayless and the organization because he wrote that book, and that's one oh. of the reasons why he got off the. Because uh, he was like the beat reporter for the, like, the Dallas oh, Tribune or something like yeah, that. I don't I'm, know. If I remember correctly, I think he was like the beat reporter for them during that age, mm. and he wrote that book. And I could be completely wrong. I thought I heard this somewhere, but then all of a sudden, like Jerry Jones was like, "What are you doing? You can't, you you can't write this book." And now, and that's, and then Skip got off of it. Let's see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't remember. Um, well, it must have been called the book. Must have been something else because there's the TV show and and movie or whatever. Um, but was what? Let's see. Uh, it's a race is, to Google right th- now. This is a great podcast right now. I'm, podcast I'm, I'm, I don't know where I got that from, but I think it's. Let's see. Yeah, you know, Jimmy Hutchison would know this, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I read Jeff Perlman's book, "Boys Will Be Boys: The Glory Days." Um, I don't oh, know. Okay, so he did, he didn't re- write the cocaine one. He wrote Hellbent, the crazy truth about the winner else Dallas Cowboys. Okay, all right. He also wrote the boys Jones versus Johnson, the feud that rocked America's team. <laughs> and then also balls, how to keep your relationship alive when you live with a sports obsessed guy. <laughs> Maybe that's Mother's Day <laughs> gift for Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd mention she's a big reader too. No, not really. No, no. She reads a little bit. Okay, okay. Um, probably not as much. She always says the two people that, that she knows that reads the most are, are are me and her mom. Oh, yeah. So, which her mom has actually given me quite a few really good books over the years. Do you? Uh, do, I might ask you this before. Do you read any? Will you read anything? Mm. Or does it have to be like? Like, uh, I mean, fiction. Will you read fiction? I will. I mean, it's not something I do a whole lot. Okay. Of, I feel like if you would um, read fiction, it's like a waste of your time. <laughs> a, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, a little bit. Like I'm trying um, to learn something here. You know? Yeah. So yeah. there's a there's a fictional writer. His name's Andy Andrews. That I read a lot of his books. I th- most of his. So he's a, his is actually a really cool story because he incorporates a lot of like fact into like like historical nonfiction into fiction and creates these like, um like fables or novels and he's got a really interesting interesting story because he actually um so his one of his first books was a story called um the traveler's gift okay and it's one of my all-time favorites and it's about a, a man who um was working some type of like ceo type of job and got fired or made some type of bad stock exchange something like that anyways 
and things are going down south like dramatic like like dramatically to the point where it's like how am i going to overcome this yeah. he had a wife and kids whatever so he's driving home and he's thinking about like like driving his car over the bridge committing suicide in the process and he, he must have gotten an accident or something like that but anyways he gets sent back in time and he he meets five individual like actual like you know historical figures um and at, at each point they when they when he goes back in time and meets this person they share a, a moment in their life that was small but had a huge impact on the direction of mankind you know for like one was a a general at gettysburg where he made a a a quick decision to do one thing and that one thing basically like won gettysburg for the north mm-hmm. and if he didn't do that in the moment then the North wouldn't have won Gettysburg and then the South probably most likely would have won the war. Yeah. And, and so he learns all these different lessons from them and then comes back and, 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 you know, and succeeds in life and, and all these different things. So, um, but the author himself is an interesting story. So he actually, um, was homeless for a little while living on the beaches of the Gulf shores, Alabama. And he lost both of his parents at a relatively young age. Mm-hmm. I think one to a car accident, one maybe to cancer. Inherited um, some some money through some insurance, blew it all, and basically, like I said, was homeless, living on park benches as a as a young adult. And you know, and he like met a man that kind of inspired him and then started going to the library and started just reading all these books about different historical people that he remembered in college or remember in high school mm-hmm. and what they did to be successful. And then that turned in his inspiration to becoming a writer. And now he's, you know, he's, he's done all these different books. And so all his books are, are novels, but there's like historical truth to them too. So yeah. I kind of like those as well. Um, that reminds me of uh, Dan Brown. Yeah, books. exactly. Da Vinci Code, yeah. Deception Point. I've read all those. Did you? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I enjoyed like those. those. Yeah, yeah. Those those were cool, especially um, when Da Vinci Code came out with a a version with pictures. Yeah. So like some of the stuff I knew what he was talking about, but then like to be able to like see exactly how he's describing yeah. something, and they can see it in the picture. So know, I've, I, I've got a book for you then. Yeah. So this is going to combine the Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown. Uh, with an, a passion I know you and I both share, which okay. is Walt Disney World. All right. So when we went to Florida over spring break, you know, I like to have a book to read, and I, but I didn't want to bring, you know, a heavier type of book, you know, the nonfiction stuff I read. So I was like, I'm going to bring some type of like novel or something, uh, something that I don't really need to think about a whole lot. Yeah. So there's um, Andrea Whiting, which I know you and you know Andrea. Yeah. Big Disney lover. Uh, she had said, "Hey, you really should read these books. They're called Keys to the Kingdom." And so I was like, okay. So I downloaded them on my Kindle. They're like $2 a piece. They're super cheap. Mm-hmm. And so I read the first one over break. And basically what it is, it's the main character. It's a it's a, a fictional story, but based on all the actualities of Walt Disney World. So the main character is given this mysterious key that he's got to figure out what it is to. And meanwhile, his friend disappears. I gives him the key, and his friend worked for Disney, was an Imagineer at Disney. Okay. And and so it leads him on this like this chase of all these clues and these puzzles he's got to decipher using actual things in Walt Disney World oh, to really? find out what this key opens. Yeah. So yeah, think like Da Vinci Code meets Disney World. That's what this <laughs> book was, which was great for like a non thinking 
you know, week of reading, you know, type of thing. So what, what was, was it, the author's name? Oh, she was. Because I, I, I looked up, I looked up, I can't uh, remember the Keys of the name. Kingdom and it came up Garth Nix. Let me, do you have a picture of it? Yeah. Uh, Is something else? No, that's not it. Okay. Do Keys of the Kingdom, Disney World, and it'll pop okay. up. Yeah, that sounds cool because I do like, like you said, like um, actual things. Yeah, you know, I mean, it that, makes it like super believable for sure. I, yeah, like I've always liked like Indiana Jones movies and the National Treasure mm-hmm. movies, and you know the Da Vinci Code stuff, the stuff that you actually makes you like think hey, this actually could happen. You know, yeah, you know, type of thing. You try to figure out is there really truth behind this or not. I know that uh, Andrea loves those those um, Nick Cage movies too. Yeah, like yeah she, they're yeah. good. They're good. I, th- I think she she got a mug. She had a mug that that had to do something with those books. I can't remember what it yeah. was though. No, I don't know. I can't find it. All the all the Kings of the Kingdom is like uh, talking about a tour in Disney World. Yeah, so that's so that's that's part of it. So you can do the the Keys of the Kingdom tour in Disney World, which is like they, they take you underground. Oh, to okay, all, okay. To all the tunnels, and that was part of the book. Um, and and, and a part of it. So like the the story is based on like the the main character had to. Um, you know, figure out what this key opened, and yeah. obviously it was like highly sought after because people are like tra- chasing him. That's right there. All right, yep, just got it. Jeff Dixon. <clears throat> yeah, people are chasing him after it to try and figure out. And then, and the ending is, the ending's kind of like corny but cool because it it takes some like of the um, you know, the the myths of 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 Walt Disney himself with what happened okay. to him, and All kind right. of plays into that piece of it too. So yeah. it's kind of cool. <laughs> Um, You'll never read it, but speaking of <laughs> <laughs> speaking of of mist, did you ever hear the the urban legend that they came up with the mo- why they came up with the movie Frozen? No. So so they came up with the movie Frozen. Disney did so people would stop googling or when people would Google like Walt Disney Frozen, yeah, Frozen. that the movie would come up and not oh, like, really? stuff about him being Frozen. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's like a uh, urban legend or whatever. Yeah, that's probably true though. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more thing. It's yep. kind of a hard shift. I want, I want to talk yeah. about the freaking Orioles, man. Yeah. What's up with that, man? Yeah, they lost went, two to three of the Braves this weekend. but like you know, 10 Braves, games over 500 or something like that. Yeah, so I saw a stat the other day. The Orioles were on pace to go when I, I texted it to, to my buddy. This You'll never – you'll you'll as a baseball fan, you'll love this. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're 22 and 12 right now. And if they were in any other division besides the, the race who started like – 14 and 0 or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, they Well, that's what this stat is. And I'm uh, gosh, I got to find it. Yeah, they're uh All right. Yeah. This post just went out a couple days ago. I saw it and sent it to my buddies at school or big baseball fans. Yeah. The Orioles are on pace to go 112 and 50 <laughs> and finish 18 games out of first place. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like you you and see um the good thing is they have that extra playoff spot now. So yeah, if they and keep going. So are they like are they overachieving or is this like a are they like a good? They're team? good. I mean they're young. They're good. Okay. Because um, I don't know anything about the Orioles. I don't know so. if their pitching's going to. That that'll be the question mark. I mean they're streaky hitting. Yeah. Um, but even then, I mean their worst hitter on the team right now is is Gunnar Henderson, who's the the rookie that's projected to win all the Rookie of the Year awards. Yeah. He's hitting like one seventy five. But he's walking a ton, uh, so his his, no his base. on base is like three sixty. Yeah, and he's still a Gold Glove defender when he's on the field, so it's he's going to be in the lineup. Um, do you do you buy? I thought before we've talked about. Do you buy like the MLB 
Packers yeah, I get whatever. I get the Orioles. Speci- you can get like the team specific yeah, ones. So yeah. I get the Oriole ones. Okay. I watch most of them. I watched the game last night. Um, yeah, I think they're good. I think they're going to be there till the end. But yeah. I think they're probably, I think they're still a couple of years away from actually like legitimately trying to make a run at like a deep postseason run. Okay, yeah. they're they're a couple starters. Yeah, starting pitchers away, and you know, and yeah, that's so the thing they're... for the Guardians. Like the Guardians always have pitching, but man, they can't hit for. <laughs> Yeah, nothing, man. Well, the it's so is, frustrating. The thing is, they always have trade pieces, so they got guys down in, in in the minors that are that are blocked. Yeah, they're not going anywhere because of this young talent they already have on their team. Uh, yeah, I mean, so they've got pieces to make the moves when the time is right to make those moves. Yeah, so yeah, it's exciting. It's it's they're fun. They play they play the game the right way. Did you see the? Um, have you heard about their sprinkler celebration? I've seen it. Yeah, with the, the Homer hose. Yeah, did you see what happened with? Santana, no, it was uh, James McCann, the catcher, the no. other night. Uh-uh. So James McCann is is the catcher, the, okay. the old veteran catcher, and he he stretched a single into a double. So what the Orioles do is, if you get a single, you get on base, you, you open up the hose, yeah. right? Turn the hose on. If you get a double or a triple, you're doing the sprinkler. <laughs> you know, if you hit a homer, then you're doing the homer hose in the dugout. Yeah. So if you do the sprinkler, get the second every the. The, the starting pitchers that aren't pitching in the in the rest of the dugout, they get water and they spray the water <laughs> on the field. So McCann gets stretched a single into a double, but it's under review. And they don't spray the water until the person does the sprinkler or not, acknowledges the <laughs> dugout. So the so the Oriole feed is incredible. So the cameraman keeps <laughs> his camera. They're not showing any replay replays yeah, yeah. of the the call. Yeah. They're keeping their the camera on the dugout because these guys have their mouth full of water <laughs> waiting yeah. and then finally they ruled him safe and they're like <laughs> and then they pinch ran for him so he comes out and he never does the sprinkler and they're and they still have their, their mouths full of water and he yeah. gets in and finally they all spray the water right on him but i mean they're just they're they're, they're fun they're yeah. young they're fun you know to watch it they, they, they it seems like they, they, they do it the right way. Yeah. It's been fun year. Yeah. So far. Hopefully it lasts. Speaking of celebrations, did you see the Braves had to shut down their celebrations because of the big hat? The big hat. I thought of you. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a new era approved. Nope. It was yeah. a, uh, yeah, because new era is the official ball, ball yeah. cap of LLB oh, yeah. and they couldn't have this other yeah. hat out there. Yeah. I was like, man, I mean, either way, that guy still got publicity from it. But. Oh, for sure. You, you would have thought they would have just like painted on a logo or taped on a new era logo yeah. to do that. Yeah. Their, that's yeah, funny. I did, I did. I did see I that. I did think of you. Yeah. <laughs> the different. The different home run celebrations have been good. Yeah. You know, every team seems to have their own now. I got to figure cool. out the the Guardians do something. They go. They make like a heart, and then they go like this. And I got. I haven't. I haven't watched enough to figure out why they do that. Oh, really? Yeah. So I got to. It appears yeah. to be a heart, and, really? and then just move their fingers. So I got to see. Uh, I got to look that up to see what that is. The, that the best about the Orioles homer hose was obviously, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a beer bond, right? I mean, <laughs> it's what it is. Um, the, when they debuted it after the game, they were, they were, they were, a little reporters are asking them about it. Like, you know, what the funnel, the funnel. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a homer hose. Yeah. And then, uh, then Adelaide Rutschman was like, we just really believe in staying hydrated here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. I was like, oh, this, is, "This is coming from the team," so which makes perfect sense because in the off season they did one of those like like caravans where they brought some of their young players mm. to like different like meet and greets and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, all these meet and greets were at bars, and so all the videos of all these young guys, you know, Grayson Rodriguez and 
and Austin Hayes and Rutschman and these guys all just like chugging beers with fans and, and always <laughs> different. I'm like, I've never seen a caravan do this before, <laughs> but you forget all these guys are 23 years old. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. all college kids. <laughs> so it's, uh, that's cool. They are definitely beloved in Baltimore. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what you want. Yep. Right? That's exactly what you want. Yeah. yeah. And I guess as long as everyone's healthy and happy, then we're good to healthy, go. Happy. Yeah. And they're playing well. So, <laughs> all right, Scott. Well, uh, that's the end of this regular podcast. All right. Oh, stupid podcast. Um, so no, this is a YouTube-only segment. All right, YouTube okay? only. So I don't know what I'm going to call it. I think right now I'm just going to call it questions. Okay. Uh, because uh, if I go with the actual what it is, I don't know if I'll get in trouble or not. All right. So it's a box of questions. Okay. All right. Uh, there are three levels. And what we're do, what we going to do is we will, we will pull this, your... This is actually a board game. Yeah. We will pull your... You got to do it from this side. Okay. Because I mixed, I mixed some of these. So here's okay. the questions. I mix these sides, so these ones I haven't mixed yet. So okay. there's three levels. There's okay. icebreaker. Okay. There's deep. Okay. And deeper. Okay. So the rule is, and this is the only this is the only rule because it's mine. And I'm making up rules. It's your show. The only rule is if you pull an icebreaker, yeah, they're easy. You got to pull another card. Okay. If you get a deeper, deeper, we'll do one. Okay. Uh, so you pull one. I'll read it on this. We'll pause so people can be in suspense and they have to go okay. to YouTube <laughs> to get the answer. Okay. <laughs> right, Just so. hand it to me. Don't look at it. Hand it to me. All right. All right. There you go. All right, this is a deep question, so you only get one. All so right, good. one deep question. All right, so um, before we stop, I appreciate you coming back on. You're, like I said, you're always ready to go. Uh, I think I just texted you possibly yesterday, or maybe Friday. I think it, it was Friday. Yeah, it just worked out. You know, Lindsay yeah. went out of town, and yeah. she was back this morning, so yeah. Up. So, so thanks for that. Yep. All right, so here's your question uh, in the category deep. When you were a kid, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? All right, so oh. you can think about that. Okay. Uh, find the answer uh, on our YouTube page. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube page. I'm almost to 100 subscribers, so that's pretty big. Um, I'm one of them. Yeah, good, nice. Yep. Uh, I think I got 92, so we're almost there. Although every time I announce it, people unsubscribe. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so again, Scott, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, thanks everyone, for everyone, go over YouTube and check out the center. Thanks. Thanks again to my guest Scott Buker for coming on the podcast. Always a great conversation. I always feel like we get into some deep topics and uh, just a great conversation that's that's had um, that we probably wouldn't normally have. Uh, sometimes we do. You know, we're sitting on the on the sidelines of a junior high football game where we talk about certain things, and it, it's great just to have him come on here and share his thoughts uh, with me and, and everyone else that listens. So uh, thanks to, thanks again to him. Also, uh, if you're hearing this and have not gone over to YouTube to hear his his answer to his question. His question was, when you were a kid, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? So go over, head over to our YouTube page, hit subscribe, check out that video and to hear his answer to that question. Um, just, and again, you know, trying to grow this podcast, spread the word. Uh, hopefully, you know, these little videos will help us get uh, more subscribers. So as always, thanks to Cuttlefish Graphics, Real JP Multimedia, Big Daddy Graphics, and Junior High, Parisburg Junior High STEM Lab for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been long overdue, but here she is back on the podcast, Lillian and the Princess Pod. <laughs> Just dancing, huh? <laughs> yeah. People can, people sometimes people only hear, so they don't always know you're dancing. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for being part, you know, coming on the Princess Pod. Yeah. yeah you've been asking quite a bit, huh, to come on. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what do you want to talk about? Anything in particular? My softball game today. Yeah, well, we had two, didn't we? Well, yeah. Yeah. So how'd they go? 
terrible. No, they didn't. We did really good. <laughs> well, yeah, we won both games. Why do you say terrible? Because we got hit multiple times. Yeah, I think we had like <laughs> 10 batters get hit, I feel like. It was a lot today. I got hit like three times. Did you get hit three times? Yeah. Yeah. But one of them was on accident by me jumping on the ball. Oh, yeah, you fell. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> rolled on <laughs> it. <laughs> you pitched yeah. today? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel you did? Good. I thought you did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I like pitching better than any other position. What about for you? Don't like first base? Well, I like first base. Just pitching better. But I like pitching better. Okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. What else do you like about softball? Um, we were cheering, but we kind of didn't cheer that much today. Uh, that's that's not like us at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you you guys cheer a lot so, to the point where sometimes I have to tell you guys to stop cheering so loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, I <laughs> think it's because we're all tired. Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we still played well. Well, I, le- well I think it's because the majority of it, a lot of us um, got, like, hit, and so we were, like, all tired afterwards because we got hit. Yeah, you uh, think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Todd's been pr- going pretty good for you, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How, you're, you had a competition, what, was that a couple weekends ago? It was April 20th. Nice. Oh, okay. April twenty ninth. Uh, how uh, how'd you do there? Do you remember? Good. What you what did we get here? What'd um, two thirds yeah. and four. No, five firsts. Five firsts. Counting the giant trophy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. You did a really good show, yeah. especially because last last time, uh, you felt like you didn't do as well, huh? Yeah, because yeah. last time it was because we had to wait for a while for our. Um, scores and I was so tired, so yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. But now you're right. I'm so glad we waited, cause mom said. Um, I said to her it was at the very end. Yeah. And I'm so glad we waited, so that way I could know. But then either Izzy would get it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you were there. Yeah. That was good. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else you got? Anything else? Um, School's almost coming to an end. Yay, but no. Yeah, you like to say you like school. I like school, but I don't like school. Yeah? The worst thing is reading. You don't like reading? I hate reading. Why do you hate reading? Well, I hate learning, like, words and stuff, like spelling and stuff, too. Yeah? I don't know why. I don't, I think... (laughs) So you hate school? (laughs) Well, kind of, sort of, maybe. Oh. Yeah. What what do you like about school? Lunch. No, that's what your brother says. <laughs> yeah, that's what he used to say all the time. Yeah, what do you what subject, actual learning subjects do you like? Art. Okay. Science. Got it. Math. Okay. That's all. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like the majority of things. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh well thanks for coming on on the Princess Pod. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have fun? <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say to your fans? What did you use? Do you remember what you used to say at the no. end? Oh no! What did we? Did you just say like goodbye or? I don't remember how you ended it. Just watch it over video. I don't remember. I don't remember. But this is the first time on video for you. Well, Usually yeah, it's just audio. But I forget. Yeah, it's all right. Somebody will remind us. I bet when they when they yeah. click on it. So oh wait! Please subscribe. He's almost to a hundred. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Please subscribe. Yeah. Uh, all right. Is the Princess Pod like together with the Norbo Pod? Yeah. 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 Everything's the same. Yeah. 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 When did you start doing YouTube with your um, Probably like a year and a half ago. Something like that. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, you don't watch me on YouTube, so. 
because I can't go on regular YouTube according to you. I know, because you're security levels. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do it. Sorry. Because we'll say bad words like shit. Dad! <laughs> and damn. Dad! <laughs> All right. Well, well, we better go. We got to go get something to eat. Yeah. All right. Well, good job today. Your games did a really good job. Um, you pitched really well. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we can dance on out of here. Say goodbye to your fans. Goodbye. Goodbye.